Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Caravan Podcast, a show about Pakistan's startup ecosystem where we have intimate conversations with founders and investors driven to catapult Pakistan into the digital age. We'll discuss what it's really like to start a business, the highs and the lows, the setbacks, the comebacks, the lessons, everything. I'm your host, as always, Ahmad Mia, partner at Caravan, a community-driven venture capital platform. Now, given the nascent ecosystem, there's a massive spread between the talent in the country and the resources that are available to support them. Our mission at Caravan is to close that gap by providing both capital and expertise at the earliest of stages. You can find more information about Caravan at www.caravan.vc. In this episode, I sit down with Ali Mukhtar, the founder of Fatma Ventures. Fatma Ventures is an early stage venture capital fund investing in scalable tech companies in Pakistan. So without further ado, let's get straight to Ali. Okay, got it, got it. So, so let's start with that. Ali, give us a little brief background about you, who you are, where you studied, how you came about starting Fatma Ventures, um, and, and, and we'll go on from there. Sure, sure. So, so basically, uh, uh, I went to college in the U.S. Uh, I was at University of Pennsylvania. So, after doing my undergrad, I did uh, a bit of um, investment banking uh, and then moved back to Pakistan. So, here, uh, uh, we, I was working at Fatma Group uh, and in... in uh, evaluating the venture space in Pakistan and usme do teen key lessons ye the ke i think 2014 internet usage was somewhere between 30 and 40 million uh, people which is now close to 75 million people yeah um, still i think most of the companies were looking at uh, pakistan as a low development cost center rather than Pakistan as a market for internet mm-hmm. businesses, uh, especially on the consumer side. Uh, new startups were emerging, but back in 2014, uh, I don't think koi VC to koi be fully 100% allocated to early stage or any venture. Uh, time pe, I don't think koi bhi tha. So, so today... Yeah. Angels to the uh, for sure. Uh, like there were some people... In, angels, there, there were angels uh, writing maybe 50, 100k checks. But Series A and uh, beyond, uh, there was uh, no one established. So, so what we thought at the time was uh, if we can set up, let's say, an experiment within Fatma Group. Uh, so we definitely see uh, that the market would move uh, towards a positive direction so what we did is we established fatma ventures i think this was uh, sometime in 2015 and we started looking at uh, early stage companies uh, so so we made about five to six investments uh, that i think uh, all of them are active today except one 
so, so we had a lot of lot of learnings there. How do you build teams? Uh, what kind of challenges do startups uh, uh, face uh, early stage? And then, and le- also had a lot of learnings on follow-on financing. And, and uh, second learning, ye thi ke we also need to work on creating more, more deal flow in the country. And so we took a more uh, active approach on the ecosystem development side as well. Uh, mm-hmm. We started off with, uh, it was, uh, we set up a accelerator outside of the venture space. Uh, so, so, but the accelerator was sort of different. Uh, it wasn't uh, what you normally see, ke batch, batch one or six months or batch two. Yeah. So we said, okay, we we'll, what we'll do is we'll bring in uh, companies that don't necessarily meet our like the founders and we think uh, we can support them uh, with, with so shared services. Stage wherever you can add value. Where, wherever we can add value, early stage, uh, they might not meet even the early stage fund requirements. So we would give them free office space and sort of an on-demand service where any problems they're facing, they could approach uh, various parts of our organization. And, okay. and then... Uh, it also builds, we see them through uh, and how they're working, how they're progressing, and then we can uh, invest in them. Uh, actually, Airlift uh, uh, came out uh, through this uh, because in, when, when Osman moved back to uh, Pakistan, so, yeah. so at that point, we, uh, we, gave them, we gave him free space. We saw how his team was building uh, we gave him a small angel investment at that stage. And later, as the company progressed, we invested through the fund as well. Uh, nice. so, so that's what we were doing. Uh, essentially, we were also learning through Fatma Ventures, uh, uh, building our own thesis and, and so forth. And then in 2019, uh, I think uh, early, this was around March, uh, we started thinking of setting up a venture fund where we could scale up uh, our fund and also for the first time take external capital into the fund uh, so so part of our fund strategy then we started looking at how we could add value in the ecosystem so we saw a lot of uh, uh, quality funds uh, had also now set up that that were looking at early stage uh, what we thought is if we can partner with someone who's been doing this in other parts of the world, so a lot of knowledge transfer can happen immediately rather than us reinventing uh, that wheel. Yeah. Uh, so so that's when we uh, partnered with Kobe. Uh, so, was, so, Ali, was uh, this also coming from the learning that you saw while the evolution of Fatma Ventures was happening and you were seeing that follow-on funding could be issue, hai, early stage could be issue. Hai. Is that kind of also a part of why you went and, and partnered with Gobi? So, so yeah, so there were uh, several reasons. Uh, I think uh, ek reason ye thi ke, uh, when you look at across markets and where funding usually goes when an ecosystem is developing, so it's very similar uh, across the region. Uh, early days of China, uh, India, Middle East, Southeast Asia, 
a lot of the early stage funding which companies are being funded is very similar so typically a lot of early ecosystems attract funding in e-commerce logistics fintech yeah. uh, uh, other on demand services so those are sort of the first kind of startups you see so having gobi as a partner uh, they had seen the early days of this development in china in uh, 2002 uh, when they launched in china and then uh, sort of they learned lessons in china and then moved into southeast asia and started replicating those lessons uh, but obviously localizing to southeast asia yeah and uh, that saw the market uh, now the patterns at least how we saw were very similar to what's been happening in southeast asia in countries like indonesia vietnam so we thought that if we can bring gobi as a partner there will be a lot of uh, references that we can uh, learn from for example if we're mm-hmm. investing in a company here it might be in their portfolio company in southeast asia or china or it might be a company that they did due diligence on uh, or it might be a company that they had previously invested on but failed so those Completely. lessons could be transferred I think so, this so is that this one. is such a good this is such an interesting approach because we at Caravan also do the same thing where we're trying to make relationships with with investors and companies in India, Southeast Asia and Egypt as well because we see so many similarities in the companies that have grown and and been built on markets mein. Absolutely. Absolutely. So 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 that was one uh two was obviously then we uh thought that follow on investment is still we see uh that follow on let's say beyond series a right now pakistan does not have a dedicated fund uh yeah. in the market so a lot of the startups that are raising seed or series a have to rely on uh foreign funding outside capital uh, for sure outside capital yes so obviously we we have we at fatma had a strong network uh of of that as well but with gobi coming in they had transacted with all the major vcs of the region uh so so that that also uh we saw the results uh, in in our first investment where we were able to uh, so so that was number 2 uh number 3 then is also on on the uh, exit side uh so out of gobi's portfolio you know they've seen fund cycles all the way uh, they've set up 12 funds they've exited many of those funds uh, they've sold companies to people like alibaba tencent uh, so so those relationships also come at play especially mm-hmm. uh, from china as china strategically is looking at pakistan not just yeah. from a, a more into pakistan but not just from a, a infrastructure level, element but, but also, also on a macro government uh, uh, level right uh, yeah so so having those relationships with companies like alibaba and all of that had significant value so so those were some of the reasons and then uh, so sort of uh, coupled with that we had large local presence uh, in pakistan uh, so so it seemed like a good fit for for both parties got it or um was it difficult to one actually going back like was it difficult to convince 
because Fatma Ventures, you started off through Fatma Group, right? So Fatma Group can then be yeah. used, sectioned this off and we're use, utilizing some of the resources and the office spaces. Was it difficult to build the case for Fatma Ventures at the early days? Uh, no, so actually our, our board was on board. Uh, I think they also saw that, that long-term, this has to happen in Pakistan. Uh, it's happened in every other market. Uh, but I think what they were looking for is the right strategy uh, and, and the right business case. Uh, nice. Okay. So, 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 so it, it, uh, it, so we had discussions on this. We, and, and uh, sort of then went, I think uh, the other commonality was that even across our businesses in Fatma group, uh, we have uh, worked in joint ventures uh, with with various companies uh, so so we took sort of those lessons and took a similar approach here nice and was it how was it raising the fund because you do have lps right like gobi's part like you are still raising a fund yeah yeah uh, so, so we, how's that uh, process been so we we've done our uh, uh, we're almost uh, done uh, fundraising. Most of our LPs are actually corporates in Pakistan, uh, representing mm -hmm. uh, banking, autos, textile, and various other industries. Um, so, so those are most of our LPs. We we have we do have a few LPs uh, from from China and the Middle East as well. Um, so, so I think it's been. Uh, an interesting journey across uh, even when pitching to LPs in Pakistan, I think it was never the case that any LP that we met did not believe that uh, uh, this was the future. Everyone was excited. Everyone wanted to learn. Um, the, then there were, I think the various conversations that took place is uh, the advantage of, of going through a fund structure or going direct. Uh, so, so those were some of the kind of kind of conversations we had, but not a single LP uh, was not convinced that this is not the future in Pakistan. Everyone wanted that. Uh, a lot of the LPs said this is uh, uh, Pakistan's textile of the future. Uh, so, 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 so overall, we we've uh, been lucky uh, with the kind of LPs that came on board. The other advantage that brought in was now our LPs represent uh, over 100,000 employees in Pakistan. Uh, wow. so, so large corporates, uh, including Fatma Group as an LP. Uh, so so we, we definitely see a lot of value in that because if, uh, if we are investing in companies, we can definitely fast track a lot of B2B uh, adoption as well as uh, employees to become customers across different industries uh, so so and and then those lps have deep roots in pakistan and large networks so so that definitely again was a part of our strategy and uh, selection process bring synergies to your companies absolutely so what i wanted to kind of get out of this was to also get people to understand that like even being a fund and ha like the amount of time and difficulty that it is 
that it takes to be able to raise the the funds for your fund to be actually be able to invest. Like people need to realize how difficult this process is and how how much time mm-hmm. it takes. Yeah. And I don't think yeah. people appreciate it enough the amount of work that Ali has have to, like Ali would have had to do to get to where he is. No, absolutely. I I think fundraising for funds, uh, yeah, typically it can take uh, anywhere from fifteen months to two years. Uh, uh, that's that's the average time normally it takes to to raise funds in developed markets. So so Pakistan right now is a bit more challenging, uh, yeah. but at the same time, if if you enter early in a market and establish yourself, uh, there's a lot of opportunity. Completely. Um, Ali, so tell me, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to in terms of your theses for Pakistan and for Pakistan's startup ecosystem? Hmm. So I think now with, with, obviously, we are actively monitoring the situation because things are changing fast. Uh, uh, so So definitely, there are companies that are benefiting from this, then there are companies that uh, will 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 have to uh, figure out their strategy with uh, COVID. There are companies that are majorly impacted uh, by it as well. So, so the way we're thinking about it and how we've uh, so we sort of looked at what happened in in previous crises. So, so in '08 and uh, in O2 and then during SARS period. Um, And usually what happens is venture capital investments take a big hit. Uh, LPs become much more selective. Uh, Funds uh, become less active. Uh, New allocations to funds also drops. Uh, In 08 time in the US, maybe about 40% from its peak uh, the the available financing dropped in in eight time period, uh, but during this time, I think we also saw that funds that are mostly deployed uh, or were deployed prior to the recession were were badly hit uh, because a lot of their companies when they were going to raise follow on rounds there was less capital available in the market yeah. due to which valuations came down. A lot of companies had to do down rounds. Uh, uh, a lot of companies uh, shut down. But funds that came in during the crisis and uh, at the early stages of recovery uh, outper- outperformed uh, the market. Uh, and the reason is because they could get in into great companies at lower costs. And yeah, also that when the market was recovering, they could get better valuations. Um, so uh, even in the U.S., lots of great funds came in. Funds like Andresen Horowitz was formed, I think, in 2008. Uh, uh, so, so, so there's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of lessons that we're we're obviously keep, keeping track of. Uh, but at the same time, why this is important for Pakistan is that companies that are raising now should be. Uh, raising with longer runways uh, because even in the US when market dropped it took at least a year and a half to two years for the markets to come back to their previous levels of funding available in, in venture. 
uh, and as we uh, discussed this earlier uh, that most of the companies will seek follow on financing from outside of pakistan so this timing is very important because when funds that are outside of pakistan are even more uh, cautious in their local markets they won't be exploring new markets other markets for sure for um, sure yes but but as these markets recover and if you can time your journey according to that uh, then your chances of getting on follow on financing improves uh, so so that's one aspect uh, so definitely looking at companies that have that ability that have longer runways better unit economics uh but then also prioritizing companies that are long term winners but also are uh, getting the cyclical tailwinds of uh, of this time period mm. uh, so 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 prioritizing that but having said that we still believe companies uh, for example like airlift uh, uh, long term have uh, have great potential ability to scale uh so so we're still still bullish on some of those companies awesome yeah ali last question for you before i let you go um is if you could describe the three most important lessons that you've learned across your journey from the beginning to today mm-hmm. i think uh, number one it's easy to say uh you invest in founder ideas but to really know what that means uh can is is a is a very difficult task and to actually then practice it uh so 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 what we've learned now uh, across uh, uh, no we haven't made that many investments but across our portfolio uh is there are early signs that you can monitor for example founders ability to bring in other quality first hires in the company that's that's an important trigger uh in markets like pakistan uh, dealing with investors and building that so the ability to fundraise is extremely important yeah. uh, yeah. so so that we've learned over time uh, from from our first investment to now uh, so that's definitely an important important lesson number 2 is uh, the benefits of co-investing uh, so when we were Uh, investing early on uh, because there was no other vcs available so in most of the companies we were single investors or maybe one other investor more recently we've co-invested with other partners uh, funds angels uh, that definitely multiplies your network effects that multiplies Completely. resources for your portfolio companies uh, it multiplies future financing connections it multiplies future business development uh, so so that that's definitely been important uh, uh, lesson for us also ali thank you so much yaar i really appreciate the time no problem no problem uh, thank you thank you for, to, uh, for giving me the opportunity of for course sure. dude we look forward to seeing what fatma has in store for the future and and we actually look forward to co-investing with you hopefully doing our first investment together uh, inshallah the report to do more thanks ali thank you thank you that was that 
Thank you so much for listening. If you guys have any comments, your feedback, please do send them my way. Mera direct email address hai amad at caravan.vc Warna aap humare baare mein aur information hasil kar sakte hain on our website which is www.caravan.vc or on Instagram. Um, our handle is at caravan.vc Until next time, Khuda Hafiz. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 